Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. We're back in the studio again. We had a couple weeks where we were out smashing on some fish during the live feeds. That was fun. Yeah, it was a little too good. So we had to play outside before all the fires and all the smoke. And exactly. While we were getting fish crazy, crazy like. And while you were allowed to fish. So. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, we could. Yeah, exactly. We'd be right back the, out the, there the right season, now. Yeah. I, I think would the love season, to be out there right I think now. if the season was open, we may be out there right now. <laughs> Guaranteed. Life eating it. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> well, we, we cut in and had to do a little cheater life eat on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, it was uh, pretty eventful. We'll get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you guys, we go live on our YouTube channel, Addicted Fishing. So make sure you guys get over there and tune in. Sometimes we're live fishing or we're doing our live feeds in the studios every single Wednesday. We usually record these podcasts right before that. So yeah, a little behind the scenes for you guys. If we're there. early enough, of course. Yeah, if we're early enough. But they always turn out fun for, yeah. for you guys listening. Yeah. Make sure you guys are dropping comments below. I do read all the comments. Let us know like what you guys are liking about these, what you want to see changed. We always like to get the feedback, and we always try to keep refining these things, which is why you've seen the studio change like 1,500 times if you're watching the videos. We are watching on the old YouTube. Yep, that is right. What are you looking up over there on your phone? Man, Twitter, I was just doing a, doing, a little, uh, doing a little prep work here today because, um, you know, we're, you know, in past podcasts, we've talked about a lot of like the – the season setting and some of the processes that go on there. And we're kind of sitting at, uh, like Jordan mentioned on another closed day situation. So we're sitting in here in the podcast and not fishing. I actually got to sleep in today and spend some time actually cleaning my boat and garage. But I tell you what, uh, there's some really good news on the horizon. We do have a compact meeting tomorrow. Um, obviously, you know, by the time you guys hear it, it's probably already going to happen, but we do have some big upgrades to the fall Chinook run, which I don't think was truly, uh, a shock to anybody, but uh, they did upgrade our uh, upriver brights that are going over Bonneville Dam to 267,000, which puts us over the 200,000 mark, which basically doubles our impacts. So uh, there's going to be a meeting tomorrow. My guess is if we didn't hammer them too hard the last three days, which fishing was beyond phenomenal, reminiscent. We hammered them hard. Reminiscent of the 2014 15 million fish runs. I mean, stupid. To where, you know, I don't, I, even then, I don't think we, there was that many people out and I don't think we could have hammered them that bad to where like we somehow blew out a quota that we can't, that just doubled. Like basically we'd have to assume yeah. we caught as many mm-hmm. fish at buoy 10 in 13 days where we caught more than 12,000, yeah. which didn't happen. Upriver brights, mind you, not just lower river fish. So bottom line is once again, sports called it. We said that there was a big run. We were hammering fish out there. It was evident in the catch and uh, what's been going over the dam. I think tomorrow we're going to have some really good news coming. Yoo-hoo. I yeah. hope so. And now I don't want it to rain the rest of the winter. Well, and <laughs> the rest for, of the fall. <laughs> the it's of... supposed to rain a half inch tomorrow. Is it really? Yeah. Well, that'll be good for the fire. It says 20% now. Oh, jeez. Here we go. And it's gone. Yep. It ain't coming. Oh, it's still going to burn. That's terrible. That's <clears> terrible. But Cameron's fishing will stay good. So, mm, Yeah, I'd rather have the fires out. <laughs> but... Yeah, either way, it's going to be uh, pretty good. And, you know, obviously with this year and, you know, with the seasons and kind of with what everything's going on, it's like you definitely have to pay attention a little bit to the rules because there was a couple guys out there fishing the mouth of the <laughs> See that post? Yeah. <laughs> a couple guys out there fishing and just hammering up like three boats out there. Mouth of the Oh, mouth of the <laughs> can't say the Can't say the river name. So does that work? Does that work? Mark? No. No? This would be a, you guys probably just heard a bunch of bleeps, but... Pits isn't a bad thing to say. It's the... It's a... <laughs> it's, 
Is Fitz a oh, the, word? God, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> Where's this podcast even going? I don't know. Anyways, they, they were out there. They, they were out they there fish. fishing, and a lot of people that work around there on the docks and stuff are taking pictures of it. Someone made a post on Addicted. They're like, I'm like, well, I don't really blame them. I mean, half the time we don't even know the season's open. If it's one fish, two fish, clip fish, blue fish, yeah. whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. We don't really know. And I don't necessarily blame the guys, but it is your responsibility to know what's going on. So. Uh, the seasons have been very... That's like walking into a bank and just going behind the counter and grabbing out of the register. And being like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't really even know, you know. I, I didn't know if I had to pay for these groceries or not. You know, I didn't see a sign where it said I had to pay for them. So and I just walked I, out of the store with all these groceries. And I bet the fishing was that good. It was probably very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this is insane. Groceries were involved. I drop a lure in the water and it gets bit. It right is one now. of those days where you prob- okay. they were probably looking around going, is it even open? Because... Man, this is really good. Well, there's one, there, there's one guy there, so it must be okay. Yeah. Oh, God. That's God. probably exactly what they thought, too. Oh, he's out here, so yeah, I'm man. He's out here. I'm game. Oh, my God. In a spot that there should be 150,000 votes. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. Maybe they just didn't give a F. Maybe I they mean, were, maybe like they were retired. They're just like, screw the man. Yeah, I'm going America. fishing. These they were protesting. Pro- oh, that's true. They could have. They could have been. That, that, um, they had their hook points cut off. I wonder if you could get away with that, like with everything now. Well, it's like you can shoot like rubber bullets. Well, even if you didn't elk. have your, even if you didn't have your hooks or rubber cut arrows, off, I mean, you're protesting. You're not keep. You're just releasing the fish, letting them go, but you're protesting them. I think. It's, I think the season should be open. Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> that's the protest. <laughs> oh, See, and this is why. And, and the six guys in my boat think so too. Exactly. So I'm just going to take them off. <laughs> Exclusive protesting uh, guided fishing. Ooh. I don't think that'd fly. Uh, I don't geez. think that'd fly too far. Uh, no, you would not get away with that. There'd be some- <laughs> it's all how you market it, you guys. Flying. It's all how you market it. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you drink these things right here? These body armors. If you don't drink these and you drink like Gatorade and stuff, you need to switch to these. These are so freaking good, dude. They taste a million times better than Gatorade. Okay, so we, we try not to they have two a grams bit, of but sugar. Now, how are, how are we talking about this? Are they a sponsor? No, they're not. So I wish they were. People are listening to this podcast. Body you armor. come out of the blue and go, have you tried these body armors? Hey, body armor light, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> you got to look at the distributor and figure that out. Who makes Manufactured it? by Body Armor Sports Nutrition. Oh, geez, it's their own thing. So, okay. Body there Armor, you go. hook me up, please. I'm sure they're listening right now, too. Um, <laughs> Maybe. These addicts out here listening. We were talking about I'm letting fishing. them know to go pick up some body armors. They're delicious. <laughs> the blueberry pomegranate ones, too. You know, I was going to talk about a little bit about egg fishing. Okay, well, let's talk about it. fishing. No, I don't want to talk about it, though. No. What talk else is going on? Okay, let's go. What are we talking about? Jordan, have you been catching any fish? Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. What river you been on? How many bites you been getting a day? The are the fish chrome or are the they dark? Upper West Fork of the uh, South Fork. Nice. That's yeah. a good. That's a good trip. Yeah, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously though, need what's a little uh, water though? <laughs> what have you been noticing? What have you been noticing? I've been noticing a lot of fish coming in. Um, it's almost. I'm seen. I've seen things like this. Uh, a couple times around here, but mostly like in Alaska, where there's big commercial fisheries and like. When, when the main stems of the rivers in the estuary area isn't getting fished, mm-hmm. the amounts of fish that pour into the river, and you can notice you know the movement of fish a lot more because there's not hundreds of people out there catching them. Um, <clears throat> so each day that we haven't got in between like these last couple openers that we had, just seeing these you know good amounts of fish pour into seems every estuary, you know every every tributary river and so on and so forth up the Columbia, um, you know even as far as past the Dallas Dam and stuff, all those rivers seem to have started getting a lot of fish, mm-hmm. you know. 
And um, <clears throat> so it's a good, man, it's early. It hasn't even rained. It's, it's fantastic. Good. I, I love it. And All the right. thing is, the way I can really tell fishing's been pretty good everywhere is you're not hearing a peep or seeing any unfamiliar faces anywhere you go because everybody's at their home waters catching fish. I feel mm -hmm. like that's what I really feel like is going on right now. So, you know, getting out of the big river seasons and, and looking at the tributary areas, I think it's, man, I'm plenty happy. I'm excited to wake up tomorrow, you know. You've been seeing, has it been a lot of hardware, a lot of jigs, a lot of It's been a really bait. tough bite, to tell you the truth. I've been going so, a lot of bait. You know, that's kind of why we, uh, the, the live feed that we're doing tonight and this podcast as well is a lot about bait fishing and the right kind of bait setups. But long, long leaders, almost like Nick Popov, winter steelhead style, you know. Long, long leaders, a lot of split shot baits, getting the, the main presentation, getting your, you know, your boxy flamboyant bobbers and stuff out of the mix and like going stealth mode on them that's been the only way to get them to bite because there's lots of them but they're hard to get to bite the water's low it's warm dude and... if you get me out there in the morning twitching some jigs i was just saying like second cast today i got one on a twitching jig twitching some but, jigs. to be fair i mean we caught fish the first couple i've caught a fish the first cast today too but it's not like like bam 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 you're yeah. fishing all day and you're getting six and you saw two you know however many like hundreds, yeah. You right. know what I mean. It's like, well, this we're not doing it right. You know, yeah. Or we could be doing it. We could be getting more. Well, and to be fair, like the school that I think I was picking on was, you know, it's like that the like, second riffle probably in the whole river. Right. And then, like I walked up and it's like, oh, those are chrome. Like, yeah. and they're sitting. That's the other thing. Like the coho right now, like they're moving and they're like holding in tailouts. They're holding in the moving water because, like, I think the pools and some of the tradition, more traditional spots they sit in. It's just way too glassy for them. They want to have a little moving water. They're sitting in the riffles. They're kind of, I mean, honestly, they're acting like steel has. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so, like, the top walk, ends of all the runs are just. Top ends, yep. You start getting down in there. Like, you get to where your, your prop's hitting the gravel, and you're like, okay. And you look over, right. and it's like, oh, crap. You, you know, like, they're right there. <laughs> you know, not down in the tail out. And I feel like a lot of it, too, is because there's good Chinook numbers in most areas, almost all areas. So, they keep those coho and those smaller fish out of those perfect pockets and out of those deeper tailouts, you know, where those Chinook want to be in that cold water. Um, and then the only place Coho can go is somewhere in the fast water, you know, kind of like steelhead. No, they, they like cover too, though. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to sit in that glassy open stuff. Right. And, I mean, even when we floated, not floated it, but sledded it a couple days ago, or last week, I shoot, I guess it'd be last week now. Same thing, you know, we went up and slugged it out with all the guys fishing, you know, the Chinook holes. And then it's like, well, let's go down river and see what's going on. And, shoot the first couple of bobber and eggs we put through some of those runs it was just like oh here they're, they're all sitting here cool not a soul um, but it's, it's a little tougher fishing because you got to be a little stealthier you know i think the fish get you know after that first hour in the morning they're kind of getting real they'll get real wary to you the smoke is boats. helping greatly must say <laughs> i've heard that, that. It I've cuts, down, heard that it cuts down a lot obviously on the uv so like the first day of the big smoke i, I was i was in a particular run of the river um and I think you could have been on any river during at this this day, and was standing up uh, and turned around in the middle of the day, and there was about a hundred fish going across the tailout that was about a foot deep, and like it was the middle of the night, you know what I mean? Like they just had no care in the world, just but that you could hardly see three hundred yards because of the smoke. And I think there was so little UV, they were it was like convincing it was like confusing them that it was day, like nighttime mm -hmm. so they were on the move middle of the day two o'clock in the afternoon just trucking through you know that's crazy and i've seen it all week where it did 
add some cover for them. You know, you're in that. You know, you also have the accuracy by volume thing too, because like, you know, when you get a lot of fish moving in the system, one thing I'll say, like with these fact sheets that TAC came out with today, they, they basically, um, the tactical advisory committee, they kind of moved a lot of these numbers up. And so like just reading in right here, like some of the, from one of the fact sheets is over above Bonneville, they only thought like 42,000 fish were going to get above Bonneville for the A run early fish. And now they're thinking, I think 67,000. So, I mean, you know, they're, all these runs and kind of all this stuff that we were coming in is definitely coming in. They're, they're, it's doing better than forecast. I mean, with Chinook, Lower River Chinook, even the river that you're fishing, like there's there's way more in there than there probably was going to, or what we'd assume would have been with this run size. I remember a pretty They've doom upgraded. and gloomy message at the beginning. Where it yeah, was like, it's we not, might not it's really not, get it's to gonna fish, be better. It's going to be better. It was but, supposed to be better than last year, but I think it, I mean, honestly, we could be looking at a half a million plus Chinook, uh, you know, to the river mouth. Um, the, the real question though, and, and this is kind of the, the big, the big wild card of the season is the a run, you know, when everyone looked at that coho number and they thought, Oh, it's going to be like 400,000 back to the Columbia river. Like 80% of that was supposed to be a run where generally we get a pretty, smaller a run and then a considerably bigger b run well this year it's completely flip-flopped and so the question is, is like we see these coho now they're definitely a run early run coho they, you know they've been in here for a couple weeks now but the question is is what's going to be behind them in that october november time frame because that's the run that really isn't stopped was so in fact actually it's closed on our river in a traditional some of the best coho time to fish it which is really disgusting i might add and usually by the time they see it it's too late to open yeah <laughs> but it uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how that all plays out because right now everything is getting upgraded, even steelhead, even some of the A and B runs. You think steelhead. some of these closures will flip before the season even starts? Then the problem is Ooh, right that's now. That's so good. That's such good news about the steelhead, dude. Because we're going to do some epic steelhead stuff right now. Like the the oh, odds of them flipping and changing that though. Like right now they're they're paper fish. Like they're not fish that have been hard counted or gone through a dam or through a weir system and at least for some of these lower Columbia River tributaries that are really supposed to be low on that B run, like it's kind of like by the time they, the only time they're going to know they're there is by the time they're either hitting the hatcheries or hitting the hydropower projects to where like, oh, well, we can count them now. Oh, shit, we have a lot of them. Well, they're by us. Well, like they're gone. I, I heard a statement on, on certain rivers, like, you know, in our area, Northwest Oregon and Southwest Washington, escapement reports back to hatcheries are like minuscule. But the river is full well, of them, I don't, so you're exactly yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think they're, I think like, they're moving it, into some of these rivers, but they're not necessarily like going. They're staging. Yeah, it's not raining. They're they're holding tight for the time being. Yeah, let's so just for the sake of conversation, we haven't talked about this on any kind of live feeder podcast, but some of the reasons as to why you think we're getting a bigger run. Well, I think we've got the right feed. I think we've got the right ocean because. I'll say this down at Bowie 10 shoot two weeks ago, a week ago, last Monday, Tuesday, 10 days ago. There we go. I, I get, I'm getting all mixed up. Some of those coho, those, some of those hatchery coho we were catching down there were bigger than I've ever witnessed in that fishery. Like consistently bigger. 9, 10, 11, 12 pounds. Like you just don't see coho that like that in early in the first week of September. You just don't. Um, and I mean, they were absolute, those were fish that I expect to be catching like around Thanksgiving, you know, ones that stayed out in the ocean and fed for another four to six weeks before, you know, they came in versus the ones I'm catching now. I mean, God knows what we're going to see. You know, hopefully if we see any amount of coho in October, November, hopefully 
I mean, we could be seeing. Have some you giants. seen that same thing from other guys that are fishing down there, like consistently? Big coho. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. People crazy. are a lot of people are saying the same thing. Crazy. And what's crazy too is even in June and July, out in the ocean, in the ocean fisheries, like now, keep in mind a. a very typical coho for that time of year is three pounds, four pounds. Like, let's just be honest. Like, we all say they're six to eight. They're not. <laughs> they're three to four pounds. But we were catching some seven and eights out there. And those were very, like, just unfamiliar to us in that June and July fishery out there as well. So I think the fish are eating well. I don't think they ran. I don't think the fish that were coming down south, you know, back to your original question, hit a wall of 66 degree water up on the shore. I mean, last year, for God's sakes, I hooked a tuna off the lighthouse in 50 feet of water north of the Columbia River. Like, that shouldn't happen. And that's not good for salmon. And then on top of that, I think what you're probably alluding to is just, you know, not there hasn't been this, um, there hasn't been the need for a lot of the, the salmon and the seafood just with the COVID and the kind of the slowdown economically and with some of these seasons and with some of these, like, literally cities and towns shutting down. Um, I don't think there was a lot of them harvested. And let's be honest, almost all our fish that freaking die that come into the, that are destined back for the Columbia River die in those commercial fisheries up north. Yeah. And another, I mean, you, you hinted, you, you um, referred to 2014 earlier. And it's like, that was a, a, but a lot of very, very experienced anglers and, and scientists around our area referred to in 2014 was like the compacts for Alaska and Canada. They didn't harvest like, but a third of what they normally harvested, and we had millions of Chinook come back to the Columbia River. Yeah, out of nowhere, ocean conditions. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, same kind of like predictions were normal to fair to midland, and bam. Best I think I think if seen. I remember the one point two million Chinook run, they predicted six hundred thousand back to the Columbia River mouth, somewhere in there. Like it came back double mm -hmm. and pushed it over a mill. So yeah. I'm hoping that we so really do have a big number so... to still see fun yeah. but still there i remember back th that year though in august there was six, like 40 to eighty thousand shouldn't going over there yeah there was some big like, there numbers was, and that was but what's funny was but what's funny so, right now this run this run is actually beating the 10-year average which incorporates those two years of just ridiculousness chinook numbers so it's a really i've noticed that it's been going down a little bit though right but dude you don't think that that sport fleet, like, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. That was th those last three days of fishing were better than anything I've seen in the last 20 years out in the Columbia with the exception. Oh, of shit. It actually went up. Yeah. It went back up to, what was it today? I it didn't went see to today. a 10. It's it went, went back, back down. 10. Down, went back down to 7,500. So it went to 10, 75. You have to think we're whacking. You've got to be whacking two to 3,000 a day. You think so? I think so. I mean, I mean, put it this way, like the war, the I war. I don't think so. No That's a lot freaking of fish. Well, let me, we'll put it into perspective here. The warrior lined Bonneville fishery on September 4th, 5th, and 6th had an allocation of 11,000 upriver brights. And the season ran every day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday through August. But those last three days, they assumed they, or they, they planned on us catching 70% of the catch in those three days. So we can assume. 70% of 11,000 is about 7,000 fish three days. That's 2,500 fish a day. And that was on September 4th, 5th, and 6th. And they just let us fish three days on September 11th, 12th, and 13th. And it was better. <laughs> it was better. So to think 2,000 fish, 3,000 fish a day, I mean, that's 10,000. That could be 10,000 fish. It really could be. And I believe the fishing was that good. The question was, did the fires and did the smoke keep... A percentage of people off the water because it was pretty busy where I was at 
I didn't think it was that bad. But once I, I went downriver, the there was nobody there. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know. <laughs> I I'm really, but, I don't, but I don't know what happened. And see, a lot of that catch, a lot of that catch does come from Warrior to Bonneville. And we weren't even there. And it was so foggy one of the mornings, you couldn't even tell if there was anybody else. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it really, those numbers can, it's just like. There was a, there's a lot of people fishing above like 205 and right. stuff too. And, and the lot. thing about it is like when you look into the perspective, like when you put it into perspective, like you look at our spring Chinook run, right? We catch like tens of fish in March. And then we get two or three days where we catch like a hundred fish a day. And then like the last three days of the fish, we ramp up to like over a thousand fish harvested a day. Just boom, boom, boom. Like, and it happens so fast if the run's there. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, of course, with the doubling of impacts and looking, going from that 8% magic number to the 15%, I I don't think we could have caught too many of them. I mean, I went out, even the, how many half days or third, or, you know, one third days did you go out and get a boat full? And oh, was, yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I couldn't ran, even get a hold two, of anybody. Yeah. And I went out there and I'm like, okay, let's just keep trying. Bam. Oh, fish on. Okay, yeah, there well, was a lot. Back to that depth. Bam, fish on. You know, it's just like bam, 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 bam. Okay. Well, no, the fish we are there. Fishing anymore. <laughs> the fish are there. <laughs> that was one, great. But one thing actually that might have actually curtailed the catch a little bit on those last three days was Friday. I heard it was excellent down in the lower river, but then Saturday and Sunday they kind of struggled a little bit. But I think the tides might have got a little big for them, so yeah. it just kind of blew the push those fish way up in the river. So I mean, look, you know, time will tell. We'll see what happens. I mean. You know, I just want to kind of, I wish the states and I wish the powers that be would start taking a little bit of acknowledgement that what the sport fleet can put up in numbers can basically show how strong the run is and do it early and, and jump on that. There's got to be a correlation between our sport catch and these runs that come in under forecasted. Like there's got to be a way I can look at this when the season's all said and done. I can look at all the early catch before they pulled the trigger and upgraded the run and be like, oh, okay, well, they caught this many. Well, yeah, the run's probably actually this strong and see those numbers year after year. There's got to be a correlation there, and I wish they'd use it. Yeah. Because an underpredicted run, we get shut down earlier because there's way more fish there, and until those fish actually get counted, then they don't know. And we sit on the sidelines and we watch 10,000 fish go over the damn day. Yeah. Well... All our fingers are crossed and we're on lock on wood for tomorrow's meeting. Because if it did open up like that and it's full throttle, the amount of pressure, the amount of pissy fishermen, the amount of fights on the river, everything, everybody would be so much happier because there would be room for everybody to fish. We won't all be crammed mm-hmm. and bottlenecked into certain tributaries and certain rivers and it's just gonna be a great fall. I know I haven't put we my I, I haven't I haven't put sucks, I haven't so. put the jet on my sled yet for reasons. I'm, I'm holding I'm holding out hope that I don't uh, have to. No, we're about to get slammed with rain this year. They're I, predicting like a gnarly winter. Uh-huh. Good. I can we see it. it. We, we didn't it. even have a summer. Yeah, it was that was the craziest. I cannot believe how many leaves are turning color and everything. It's just nuts yeah. outside. Well, that's good because like remember we didn't last have a year, summer like mid November. The green leaves were still on the trees, and we're like, "Come on, drop, <laughs> get these salmon in." I will say this too. Last, you know, when you want to talk about run timings and I like a I think good, a good, good, a very good friend of mine who guides up like in that Nia Bay Upper Sound area said, "You're all the Chinook are two weeks late," and which is crazy to think. And, and then he, I have yet to catch like an upriver bright that has anything close to what I would say would be 30% developed eggs. Like I'll catch eight or nine good fish, 
you know, hens and you, you, you know, the skeins like for how big the fish are are not what I'm used to seeing this time of year. Well, I saw I, I saw the video you cleaning fish the other day. Were, yeah, they were very they small. They were all tiny. They're underdeveloped. They're all hands. Right. They're all right. tiny. Right. They're underdeveloped. I was like, well, this looks like, you know, stuff you see if they're in the fridge. Well, the in the ocean shop. even. Yeah. Like, they're just very underdeveloped. So, I, I think we have a long way to go. Yeah. I really do. I think this run's got a lot of, sh- I think a lot of fish blasted in early. They went over the dam. But I think this, I think this run's got a lot of shoulders on it. I think it's going to go for a long time. Yeah. Well, we'll be out there getting them. That's right. That's a fact. I'm just ready for twitching. That's all. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll There's not going to be any B-runs, but I'll go hunting until twitching season. No. They'll be gone by the time you get back. In one river, there's not going to be any B-runs. There'll be B-runs in some rivers. Nope. Not even the one you really like. Mm-hmm. No forecast for it. They didn't release any. Okay. <laughs> That's a total lie. <laughs> I, tried to get, I tried to get him to bite. Nope. Sorry. Uh, but you know what we are going to catch on. To, you know, you know what we are going to catch with the twitching jigs on Friday. Bass. Nope. Yes. A tuna. Stay tuned. <laughs> that's true. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a very exciting uh, episode on the old YouTube channel. I don't know what we're going to do with that, but hopefully we catch one. Oh, we're getting tuna for sure. We're if, getting tuna for sure. If not, you don't think we're going to catch one out there? It's fishing. We're catching tuna for sure. We are. Dude, I bring such a good oar to the boat. We oh, tuna all around us. You do good in the ocean. It'll be tuna all around us. Dude. Yeah, Mar- Mar- Marlon, Marlon is an really old salt tuna, tuna slayer. I'm sure. I mean, dude, my name's Marlon. I'm like <laughs> the ocean. You know what though? Yeah. They are they are seeing fin fish out there too. Oh, oh man, God. it's gonna be epic. Well, thanks again, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Do not forget, make sure you guys check out our sponsor, Nick Wax, down below. We got links down below, and and go to your local Walmart and buy some more twitching jigs because we got them in Walmart now. And bothers. And bothers and lots of different things. So better get them before they're gone. We'll see you guys on the next one. Better boys. Later, guys.